appreciate you. Thank you for bringing us all through a long day, our respective places, home, work, wherever we've been. We just thank you that we could be together one more time in your house and to sit under your word. I pray that you would help us tonight. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. You can sit sit down. Amen. All right. Praise the Lord again, everybody. All right. Um, thank God for the word of the Lord. Um, where should we start? Uh, off the screen right now, so we're going to have to turn there in our Bibles. Joshua 24 and 15. Now, I love how Joshua just kind of sums this up. I can't answer for anybody else's family. A word to the families. I can't answer for anybody else. Um, but all I know is I can just give an answer for me. All right? Mm -hmm. And so I love this. Let's go ahead and read it. You guys have it. Joshua 24 and verse number 15. All right? And if it seem evil unto you, don't put your greasy head on the back of this couch at all. All right? Because it was... She wanted to preserve this, all right? Uh, she didn't want it to get so commonplace. There were certain rooms in the house that we couldn't even go in. Anybody live long enough to remember that back in that day? I did, didn't dare go in the living room. Mm -mm. I mean, boy, we get popped upside the head. Wouldn't even see it coming had we entered into that room. It almost looked like a museum in that particular room. All right, and certain things they didn't just sit on. We just this is a room that we uh, really hold at we high at high regard. The living room only guests come in this room. And this is how, the point I want to make is this. You know, our families, we once at first may have treated them with such a high regard, held in high esteem. Remember how you used to treat your husband or your wife, all right? And then after the years go on, what happens? Eventually, things start just getting more common to us. And we have a whole lot more love and respect uh, for other people, or we show a lot more love and respect for other people than we do our own families. Have you ever seen somebody like that treat everybody else real good and then treat their family real bad? These things ought not so to be. Hello, somebody. Don't make me talk at you tonight. Amen. Anybody know about that? I think sometimes we can all catch ourselves be guilty of that. Amen. Those that we um, are closest to, sometimes we don't treat them with the same love and respect and kindness that we would show to those associates. All right. Amen. So we need to do a little bit better. All right, uh, let's go to Exodus chapter number 20, um, and let's go to the Ten Commandments right now. Exodus, we can find it in Exodus 20 or Deuteronomy, but let's go ahead and go to Exodus 20 on tonight. Y'all bring your Bibles to church? Amen. All right, good. Oh, good. We got the screen up working now. Amen. Exodus 20, and we'll start at verse, uh, let me get there myself, verse number one, I believe. Exodus 20. Let's just go back there. Give me a second. My pages are sticking together. All right. Um, okay, verse number one. And God spake all these words, saying, Go ahead, you read. All right, now we get these two, these Ten Commandments. These are like just summarizing all that we know, 600-some-odd laws that he just summarized um, in these Ten Commandments. The first, thou shalt have no other gods before me. Verse number four, go ahead. No graven images. Verse five, thou shalt not bow down thyself to them. All right, um, let's 
go to verse number seven. Here we go, the next. Thou shalt not take the name of the Lord thy God in vain. Some of y'all, you probably could quote these all the How many people know the Ten Commandments offhand without looking? Shame on y'all. We need to read then. All right, let me stop summarizing and get to it. All right. Uh, verse number eight, I believe. Remember the Sabbath day to keep it holy. Six days thou shalt labor and do work. On the seventh day is the day um, the Lord thy God, um, in, in that thou do no work in that day. All right. Verse number 11. For in six days the Lord made heaven. All right, let's keep going. All right, verse 12. Here we go. We can hit them kind of quickly in these verses. Verse 12. Honor thy father and thy mother, that thy days may be long upon the land which the Lord thy God giveth thee. Verse 13. Mm -hmm. Come on. All right. All right, and verse 17. Now, if, if we look at all those all together, the thing that stands out to me is the first, I believe it was the first four of those things, they deal with our relationship with God, all right? Our vertical relationship from us to the Lord. But the last six of them, the greater majority, deal with how we treat each other, all right? So it's important to us, it's to the Lord, not just how we treat the Lord, but how we treat each other, all right? Now, how are you going to say you love God, but you can't stand his children? That would make me mad. You lo I, lo I love you, Brother Jason, but you can't stand my kids. No, you don't love me. You don't love my kids. You ever met somebody like that? I like Brother Jason. I don't like his wife. No. <laughs> you don't like me because we won, all right? I guess you just, we just, I don't know. You're going to have, if you got a problem with her, you got a problem with me, all right? And it's the same way with God. You can't separate God from his children, all right? If you love God, you got to love each other. And sometimes you got to be patient with each other. You got to be patient with me, all right? I got to be patient with you, all right? We got to love each other, forgive each other, forbear one another, all right? A lot of putting up with each other that we have to do. And I, I, that's definitely some instruction uh, for the families. That just kind of struck me. Uh, somebody give me that scripture right now with a little... Uh, Gadget, maybe on your phone, for, for, forgive and forbear. Where is that at? Like Philippians? Let's take a time out for a second. I'm going to get that scripture. Forgive and forbear. It's enough of y'all out there that can look that. I just shot you two words. Help me out. Throw a dog a bone. Come on, Isaiah. Help me out. Come on, Brother Mike. Christine, you look real smart. Come on, help me. Forgive and forbear. <laughs> Forbearing one another and forgiving Colossians one another. 313. Thank you very much. All right, go ahead and read it, Sister Angel. I knew somebody helped me out. Forbearing one another and forgiving one another, if any man have a quarrel against any, even as Christ forgave you, so also. All right, so there's a lot of forbearance that we have to have um, with each other and a lot of forgiving. Is there one that's in the room right now that could admit to them, to the congregation right now, that you don't have any character flaws whatsoever? <laughs> Going once going twice. I hesitate. I pause. Anybody in here, you're not, you don't never struggle with you. Anybody ever dealt with you and you don't like what you see in the mirror or you don't like the way that you responded in a certain way. You think to yourself, oh, why did I say that? Why did I do that? 
Anybody ever been frustrated with self? Am I right? Amen. And you just hope that you can get what from other people? A little mercy from somebody else, a little kindness from somebody else. To realize if you ever see Brother Jason in the air, I would hope that you would like, okay, Brother Jason's just having a bad day today. I'm going to encourage him. Uh, I'm going to help him. I'm going to build him up. Um, take heed lest you fall. I'm going to, uh, what's, the, what's the bishop always say? Uh, restore in the spirit of what? And if you, you see me in the fall, you come punch me in my face. You just give me a headline. Brother Jason, you shouldn't be doing that. Say uncle. No, what do we do? It Restore somebody in the spirit of what? Thank you. In the spirit of meekness. All right. So these are instructions that we ought to have in our relationships with each other. And certainly we ought to have the same care in our own homes with our families. All right. Now, the Bible is full of instruction for families and different relationships. We're going to focus right now for instructions for children. Amen. All the children in the room here today, even if you're older children, your parents, you got mom and dad, these are some instructions for children in the room. Exodus chapter number 20 again. Let's go to that commandment. Uh, verse number 12, please. Honor what? Thy father and thy mother. This was my mom's favorite verse. There wasn't if she would go on to say that thy what? Thy days may be long upon the land which the Lord thy God giveth thee. And that would be driven home. I mean, in us as children. Honor your mother and father. You want to live a long life? Get to talking crazy. My mom be like, uh, you want your days to get shortened? <laughs> I mean, she was fearing us, seriously. You better back down that your days will be long upon the face of the earth. Elder White, yes, sir. Yeah, there's some respect that we ought to have for mom and dad. I mean, you know, I, I often see kids that just, you know, they do. They talk, you know, it's real bold. I mean, my goodness, you know, and you can, you can always see that you must talk this way to mom and dad at home. You get away with too much, you know. And so we want to really make sure, especially the young people in the house today, this is for you too. You know, there's a, there's a line of respect, and it, it, there's even an unspoken line of respect. It's okay to have fun with mom and dad. Sometimes I remember being a kid growing up, we would joke, we would have we would laugh. We had a good relationship and things. But it was just a line that I, even we were joking and playing. Anybody know what I'm talking about? I'm going to cross that line. I just knew. Daddy didn't even have to say that. I just knew, no, we, I'm not, we, we ain't that cool. We're not, we're not that close, bro. <laughs> you know, you don't say this. You don't go this far. No, you don't even jokingly go this far. So we need to honor our mothers and fathers. All right, let's go to Proverbs chapter number one. I just got a lot of scriptures that I'm going to throw your way. If you have a comment. Or a question, feel free to interject that. Proverbs chapter number one, verse number eight. My son, hear the instruction of thy father, and forsake not the law of your mother. You better listen. All right, verse number nine. For they shall be what? All right, you better hear some instruction. You better hear what your parents are telling you to do because mom and daddy love you. You know, and there's something about family. Family will tell you stuff that everybody else won't tell you. All right? <clears throat> uh, some people just sit up there and laugh at you the whole way, your whole way to hell. Some people laugh at you your whole way, be entertained by you, encourage you your whole way to juvenile center. Some people laugh and be entertained by you your whole, well, your whole way to uh, being locked up in jail for years. 
You know what I'm saying? I never forget. I, I was looking on, uh, I told this story, I think, to the young people one time. I was looking on social media, and uh, one little boy had gotten a teenage boy. And this happened right and right off of Michigan Road somewhere. I mean, got on Facebook Live, driving as fast as he could. Uh, down the street, police begin to chase him. And you can just tell this boy is not in his right mind at all, laughing. And you know what stood out to me out of the whole thing? As you go down to all the little laughs. All the little laugh emojis, ha, 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 ha. Little do these, all these people, all these friends, little do they know that this was going to be this boy's last Facebook Live, all right? It was going to be his last opportunity. Got out of the car, shot at the police. The police shot back at him. He lost his life there, you know? All under the guise of ha, 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 all right? But mom and daddy ain't going to always laugh, you know? Mom and daddy tell you the truth, so you listen to what your parents have to say, amen? All right, um, even Christ. Even Christ himself was born in the context of a what? A family. God gave him a family, all right? Now, he could have came, the Lord could have allowed him to come in any old way. Would have just put a crown on his head. He comes in with pomp and circumstance, um, comes into this earth as king of kings and lord of lords, and comes with this entourage around him that makes this grand entrance onto the scene. But the Lord gives him a family. And not only does he give him a family, he wasn't born with a silver spoon in his mouth. He gives him a humble family, all right? This boy is born in a manger, all right? Um, but listen to what the scripture tells us. It says that he grew in wisdom and stature and favor with God and with men. Hebrews 5 and 8, put that up there for me. So you know if Jesus had to honor his parents, so should we, right? All right, Hebrews 5 and 8. Um, go ahead and read that for me, please. All right, he learned obedience through the thing he suffered. Um, I love this uh, footnote that I saw. Obedience is a trade to which a man must be apprenticed until he has learned it. For it is not to be known in any other way. Even our blessed Lord could not have fully learned obedience by observation in others of such an obedience as he had personally to render. For there was no one uh, from whom he could thus learn all right he had to experience it obedience is something that you have to ex learn through experience it's not something that you can just got to just gaze at somebody else it's something that you have to submit to all right anybody ever had a hard time with obedience amen it's something that we have to learn even our lord and savior he learned this amen and so if he was obedient to parents hopefully we can do the same thing all right moving on here there's also not just instruction for children there's instruction for parents. How many parents are in the room? I mean, I haven't been a parent very long, and so I'm still very much so learning, all right? But thank God for the word of God that I can look to to guide me every step of the way, amen? And thank God for some of the wonderful examples that I can see around this church as well, amen? Some of you all that have brought children up, I've had the privilege of, um, you need me to use this instead? I don't know if I'm going to be able to hold this whole time to this. <laughs> All right, y'all going online. I'm sorry, y'all. Y'all should have came. <laughs> I'll do my best. Uh, what was I saying? Uh, but yeah, I remember, you know, some of the young people that, you know, I would look at them and those parents that got their kids involved, you know what? They fared a lot better than the parents that act like visitors. You know, you made the Lord watch and they out the door, you know, and you just see them kind of part time. Agapians, but those that really got the children invested into different programs and things that we offered, they fared a lot better. Those that took an interest in getting their children fellowshiped into the church, they had friends within church. Amen? Thank God for friends, godly friends. 
uh, if your kids got more friends at school, they go to public school and they got more friends there, I'd be a little concerned. If they didn't have any friends in the church, I would try to get them amongst fellowship. Amen? Amen? Because there's a whole lot of people that, you know, thank God for friends that will hold you accountable. Amen? All the young people, I love the camaraderie that I see around this place. Amen? And some of the young people, how they hold each other accountable. Love to see the little young brother over here on Sunday night for those that were in attendance then. It was, you know, the young men that gathered around him and prayed for him. That was beautiful. You know, there was a time, I, I actually looked over at him on Sunday night and I started to uh, go over there and pray for him and I felt like just, I didn't feel that unction in me to go. And so I just stopped. Next thing I know, a whole little group of young people went over there and just surrounded him in prayer. That was beautiful. That's what the Lord wanted. And thank God for those type of friends. Let's hear it for those type of friends. Amen. Amen. Friends that ain't just always laughing at you when you're doing wrong, but friends that tell you, uh, brother, that ain't of God. You don't need to be doing that. We can do a little bit better than that. That's, you can do better, Brother Jason. You can do better, so-and-so. Thank God for young people with those type of friends. But anyway, there's instructions for parents as well. Let's go to Deuteronomy chapter number 6 and 7. All right, y'all have it? Amen. Go ahead and read. Teach the word of God to your children. Amen. You can't just wait for the Sunday school teacher to do it. You can't just wait for the Bible class to do it. You can't just wait for the pastor to do it. Thank God for the, the ministries around this church. But the parents also have a responsibility to teach their children. Amen. Teaching them the word of the Lord. Amen. Go ahead. And thou shalt talk of them when thou sittest in thine house. Go ahead. And when thou walkest by the way, and when thou liest down, and when thou risest up, talk about the word of the Lord. This is the responsibility for parents. All right, let's go to Proverbs 13 and 24. Ooh, a lot of parents and we love this scripture. He that spareth the rod. What does it say? I'll wait for you all. What does it say? He that spareth his rod, but he that loveth him, chasteneth him uh, bedtimes. What's that word mean, bedtimes? All the time. <laughs> Diligently. It's, you know, yeah. You know, you ain't wasting no time. Amen. You're not just letting every little thing slide. Diligently. Being diligently to make sure they get brought up in the right way. Amen. All right, uh, let's see, Proverbs, let's stay in the book of Proverbs. This is a book of wisdom, amen, practical wisdom that we can apply to our lives, amen. It gives us wisdom that if we follow this, this should happen, all right? If you, uh, this cause and effect relationship, if you do this, you should get this result, amen. This is a proverb, all right, here we go. Proverbs 20, where did I stop at? 22 and 6. Train up a child, come on parents, in the way he should go. And when he is old, what? All right. Amen. Practical advice for us. Proverbs 23 and 13. What does it say? Mm -mm. You don't say trained up a child. 23 and 13. Withhold not. <laughs> all right. If you beat him with a ride, he shall not die. Amen. Now, all right. Don't get CPS called on you. Nothing like that, but we know that, um, amen, there's, there's a way to correct your children. There's a way to, even in spanking your children, doing that in love, amen. I'm not talking about some abusive stuff, you coming upside their head with a two-by-four and all that crazy stuff that we see. I mean, there's an appropriate way to do things. All right, let's go to Psalms chapter number 127 and 3. 
Let me just go through some scriptures right now. Psalms 127 and 3. Y'all got it? Go ahead and read. Now, somebody with a translation, could you get that for me? Psalms 127 and 3. The children are in heritage of the Lord. I'm just interested in seeing what that might say in another translation. What does that mean, somebody out there, that um, when you think of heritage of the Lord? Brother Armand, you have a translation? Yeah. Uh, children are a gift from the Lord. They are a reward from the Lord. All right, that's what I wanted to get at. Um, they're a gift from the Lord. They're a reward from the Lord. Thank God. Um, that he's entrusted us with children. All the parents in the room, I praise God that he's entrusted me. And I look at that, these little lives that I have the ability to mold and to influence. Amen? Um, and thank God that he's entrusted these. These are, they're a gift. I consider my children as gifts from God. Even my, they, you know, Samuel's name, it means gift of God. Nathan's main name means uh, God has given. I did that on purpose. <laughs> You know, that was good, you know, a gift from God. God has given because I realize that they're entrusted to me from the Lord. Now, I want us to just kind of put a little uh, bookmark right there in Psalms 127. Now, let me try to loosely marry these scriptures together right now. Let's take a New Testament scripture, 1 Peter chapter number 5. And this is a word to the elders um, of the church. All right, this word. I understand the context, but just let me kind of see if I can uh, casually build a connection here between these two verses. Go ahead and get 1 Peter 5 and 1. 1 Peter 5 and 1. All right. Now, let's read this one. And then also, let's just kind of go back and forth. Now, Psalms 127 and 3, it calls the children a heritage from the Lord. All right. Now, let's see what this uh, word is giving for instructions for uh, leaders. All right. Go ahead and let's read this. The elders which are among you, I exhort who am also an elder and a witness of the sufferings of Christ and also a partaker of the glory that shall be revealed. What does it say? Feed the flock of God which is among you, taking the oversight thereof, listen, not by constraint, but willingly, not for filthy lucre, but of a ready mind. Now, this is the verse I want to get at. Verse number three. Neither as being lords over God's what? But being what? Okay, what does that mean? What is that? Now, you know, for the elders of the church, somebody preach back at me right now. How should I be? Should I be a bully? You ain't serving God. You need to serve God. Brother Jamie grabbing you all up in the collar. Boy, why you ain't doing right? You know, is that, is that what I should be doing? You know, talking about you like a dog, make you feel real bad every time you come to church. Lord, I ain't doing right. What does it mean? Um, to be, what does it say? To be example. It means that we should be what? We should be an example for others. Somebody should be able to look to our lives as an example. Amen? How many people know that your life is a quiet witness? Amen? I remember asking one of my family members before, I felt so bad uh, one time that I hadn't been more of an outward witness. You know, there's a whole lot of times in your own family, the scripture even tells you, a prophet's not received in his own country. All right, you go out, you know, good and well. You know, your brothers, a lot of times, they be like, uh, you just going to always be Jason. You'll never be Elder Chambers in my eye. <laughs> you know, like, I ain't trying to hear all that. I remember when you used to, you know, you wet the bed. You know, whatever they would say. You know, I, I remember all those embarrassing moments. You'll always be that in my eyes, all right? But thank God, you know, that the quiet example of my life, all right, as they look and they glance into my life and into the, to my family, they can see an example 
And I thank God that one, my younger brother told me that one time, and it made me feel a whole lot better because, you know, you kind of feel like, have I said enough? When we lost my, my older brother, I thought that we had a nice, you know, conversation. Did, did I say enough? Did I do enough? He was like, man, your life really spoke a lot, and I praise God for that. And all you all out there, you ain't got to bully nobody. You know, in the same way with our children, hello, be an example to your children. You know, you don't got to, well, the, the children are a heritage for God, from the Lord. Amen. You don't always got to just be coming upside their head, bullying your children all the time, but lead by example. Hello, somebody. You know, there's sometimes, it, I, I thank God for loving parents, love in their home. I thank God for structure. Now, I'm not trying to say that you throw out all structure, um, but, you know, sometimes we can just be really militant and so military. I mean, you're driving everybody in your house just plumb crazy. I mean, let up a little bit sometimes. Let the boy breathe. Uh, there's a balance that must be struck. Amen? Anybody know what I'm saying? Can I get somebody to know what I'm talking about? Amen? Somebody be like, your kids ain't got teenagers yet, but I, I just hope that I don't drive them kids, you know, uh, uh, so far away from me, run them out of the house because I'm just so, oh, you left that fork in the sink, boy, I told you, you know. <laughs> All right, amen. Brother White, I saw your hand raised. Right, being just straight up bully. You don't got to be a bully, you know, to, to make a point, all right? There's a way, even as, as, as I know, you know, when you really know who you are and you know the power that you have or the authority that you have, even in the classroom, you know, I know what the weight that I carry. I ain't got to throw your weight around when you really are confident, amen? And when a father is confident in his home, you ain't got to be throwing your weight around all the time, always getting irritated with everybody, you know? You understand who you are, you're confident enough. Thank God for confident brothers, amen, that are ruling their house by example, amen. There's sometimes you got to put your foot down, but you don't always got to rule your home with an iron fist, amen, driving everybody in the house crazy, amen. Um, Elder White, or not Elder White, I'm sorry, uh, Elder uh, Uncle Wayne. <laughs> Elder Uncle Wayne, all right, go ahead. That's true. Amen. I need to write that down. I'm taking notes from you all, too. Y'all been parents a lot longer now. You'll see my itty-bitty was. I'll never forget when somebody, I heard a preacher say one time, and I'm, I'm living by those words, don't you um, talk about nobody else's kids while you're you, you still picking their clothes out. <laughs> you know, while you, you got them all dressed up in suits, and ain't nobody bucking back. You know, you wait till before you open your mouth, wait till they get teenagers. I, I keep my mouth quiet. I don't, I don't talk about nobody else's kids and all those things at all, because I haven't got there yet. Amen. And I realize there's some challenging days that are to come, but as he said, there should be some structure that's in the house. There should be some routines in the house, all right? That's good. All right, anybody else want to give some advice? Sister Debbie. Amen. She got some good kids. <laughs> Go ahead. Because they have seen something in your life. Mm -hmm. They can go to anybody else for mm -hmm. that job, but they always come to the people who they know 
I think uh, Elder Mike, I heard a testimony about that, somebody coming on his job and uh, blah, blah, blah. Long story short, they asked him to prayer. He didn't even see, he never wore a big badge, never came to work wearing a Jesus t-shirt at all, but yet that person saw something different. You ever had somebody just, uh, you know, you walk in on the conversation and somebody you just know, they just cuss like a sailor and all of a sudden you walk in the room and all of a sudden they just kind of make it uh, G-rated, or at least PG for you, because you walked in. Hey, man, thank God for that little silent witness right there. Anybody know what I'm talking about? Oh, Jason walked in. Let me at least make this PG. You know, I ain't going to just say, I'm not going to drop, drop a whole lot of F-bombs and everything else. Thank God. We got a silent witness. Amen? Amen. And like I said, even in your house, if you carry yourself a certain way, there's some things my parents never told me that I couldn't do. There's some things I just didn't do because I know good and well how daddy was. I'm like, oh, Lord, I'm not going to bring. No, you can't come over. I'm sorry. <laughs> you know, I, my, some of my friend, my school friend, I couldn't bring everybody home. You know, every little girl that I might have liked, I couldn't always bring home because I know how my dad was. I never forget. Oh, I brought a girl home one time. <laughs> And he brought me in the dining room. Who is this Jezebel you done brought in my house? <laughs> Thank God he didn't say it in front of her. <laughs> hey, what happened that? You know, it was, oh, Lord. You know, not in my house. I don't know what I was thinking that day. I should have known better. I should have known. Can you please? No, we can't. you can't come over here looking like that. But, amen. My mistake. My bad, Daddy. All right, here we go. Uh, now, there's also instructions in the Word. I guess I can, you know, loosely tie this in to, for grandparents. How many grandparents in the room? This is a word for the families. Amen. Let's go to Titus 2 and 1. Now, I know this might be a, a stretch, but I'm going to say this is a word for the grandparents. It is. Amen. I'm going to put my guarantee on that. A word for the grandparents. Titus 2 and 1. But speak thou the things which become sound doctrine. Verse number 2, uh, all the grandmas and grandpas, go ahead and read. The aged man be sober. Come on, what else does it say? All right, now let's stop at verse number two. Who wants to break that down for me? Any grandpa want to break that down for me? That the aged men be sober, grave, temperate, sound in faith. What does that word sober mean? Does that mean drunk? You know, of course that doesn't mean drunk, but it doesn't always mean that you just... The opposite of drunk either it means, you know, you just carry yourself with a little more dignity. Um, you know, you just aren't always just super silly, you know, just way too goofy all the time. There's a soberness that's about you, grave. Um, what does that word temperate mean? Temperate? Look it up. You got the gadget. Siri, what does temperate mean? <laughs> what did you say? Balanced? Temperate? When I think of temperate, I think of self-control. Is that what you said, Sister Octavia? Am I right on that? Somebody looked that up for me, temperate. South, uh, that means, I think it means self-control. You know, and seriously, after you live a certain amount of years, to me, there ought to be a little bit more tenure in your walk with God, a little bit more maturity about you. You ought to be, um, you know, kind of more of like the canon for the family. They look to you as the example. Thank God for all the um, older brothers and sisters, the fathers and the mothers that we can look to for an example in the house of the Lord. I praise God for some of you all. Amen. A lot of good conversations that I've had with people, you know, even outside the the pulpit, you know, people that I've just, not ministers, just out there, and even some of the ministers, you know, and just the interactions I had in there. Elder Kimball, I can think of just times, 
And I'm not calling you old, Elder Kimball. I'm not. I'm not. <laughs> but I mean, t- brother has really sold some seeds in me. He's encouraged me at times, you know, and just not necessarily even across the pulpit, but just in interactions that we've had, you know, in just certain rooms. It's just taken me to the side and just spoke a word into me, just invested in me, you know, and it built me up. I thank God for that, you know. Uh, and I appreciate the Lord for all of you all out there that have ever had a, seen something in me that you can invest in. I appreciate that. You know, and we are not the mere sum of ourselves. Amen. We are the sum of so many people who have invested in us. Thank God for mom and dad and for other ones that have God has put in your life along the way. They've made little deposits as you walk. Anybody know what I'm talking about? Somebody that's made a deposit in your life. We thank God. God sends those people along the way to help you. Amen. All right, let's go to verse number three. And the aged women. Verse three, Titus two and three, please. Titus two and three, please. The aged women likewise. Go ahead. Teachers of good things. So let's take a minute and just kind of marinate in this for a moment. The aged women likewise, that they, ha- they be in behavior as becometh holiness. All right? All the aged women. False accusers. Not being a false accuser. Are we not always... Blaming somebody, accusing somebody, keeping the, stirring the pot all the time, keeping stuff going, all right, not giving too much wine, teachers of good things. All right, now, instruction for wives. All right, so, so far we've covered instruction for children. Uh, we've been, we covered some instruction for grandparents. I think I've, I've gave the uh, shout out to the fathers or gave some instructions for the fathers, rather. Now let's hear for the wives. Titus 2 and 4. There's, there's a word for everybody. Amen. Every member of the family, there's a word for. Amen. Might even get down to your cousin and them. All right. Titus 2 and 4. Y'all hear that? To love their husbands and to love their children. Amen. Uh, there's, this, there's a thing called inordinate affection the scripture talks about. And so many times that we look at inordinate affection, the first thing we think of is homosexuality. All right. But don't you know, it's just kind of inordinate for a mother not to love her children. Somebody write about that. That's inordinate. You know, you don't have a, you know, there should be some a natural love that a parent has for the children. How many people would agree? It would be kind of, you know, you hear stories, you know, about little, little young girls just dropping their baby off in bathroom stalls and things. You think to yourself, there's something inordinate about that. That's not right. All right. There's something off about that. All right. Uh, but thank God for the older women that should be teaching the younger women. Praise God for that. All right. There's a, a, a design that the Lord would have for families. Did I see your hand raised over here? All right. Let's go to Colossians chapter number three, please. Colossians 3, this is a word for the families, Bible study for the families on tonight. Is this good? Amen. This is good. You're like, Bishop, this is good. I'm enjoying my own cooking on tonight. <laughs> no, I'm doing good. <laughs> I'm an experienced minister. <laughs> I ain't got there yet where I can say all that, but amen. This is, I think it's a good word. Amen. This is a word for the families on tonight. Let me stop two my horn free. Don't let me come up here no more. <laughs> let me say, uh-oh. All right, God's design for the family. All right, let's listen to this. Colossians, we hear from Paul, and he's giving a word. Now, look at all this. This is a whole lot of instruction. You know, sometimes we can get so deep 
I want to say that we can we can love God, run around the church. We can shout hallelujah, speak in tongues, kick the dust out of the rug. We just real, real, real spiritually deep. And then when you come home, your house in shambles. These things ought not so to be. Amen. I didn't hardly get no amens on that. Amen. Amen. It's the truth. Amen. It's the truth. Amen. You know, you run around. You can. I saw somebody uh, post something. You can speak in tongues, but you can't speak to me. Uh oh. <laughs> you know all that kind of stuff. You can't. I mean, you can't ask for forgiveness. All that. You have to come on. You know, it's my goodness. Never can admit fault. All these things. These are huge character fault flaws. You know. I mean, you know all these scriptures, but you just can't be nice. My God, you can quote scripture forwards and backwards. I mean, you know all these deep mysteries, and you just can't be kind. I mean, you come home, you just mean. I mean, and you run everybody out of your house. I mean, come on. <laughs> we we got to do better. Amen. This is just Christian character. A lot of, a lot of times we, you know, these are, the, these are the areas that we struggle in the most. Amen. Know a whole lot of deep stuff, but it'd be just those little, these are the little lessons, little Sunday school lessons that we struggle in. All right. Col Colossians chapter number three, verse number 18. It says, wives, submit. Don't leave me hanging on that, y'all, especially not that word. Please don't leave me hanging. Wives, go ahead. Unto everybody's husband. No, unto your husband, as it is fit in the Lord. All right, now let's get some instruction for the husbands. Verse number 19. Oh, Lord, have mercy. <laughs> I, I ain't even got to add nothing on that. I'm just going to sit there for a minute. Selah, pause. Seriously, read that again. I, I ain't never been a wife. You know, I never will be a wife. I know what it's like to be a husband. Amen. Unfortunately, amen. Oh, Sister Michael walked in. Lord, have mercy. You know, keep it real. You don't be married this long. Me and Mike have been married how long, baby? 18 years? You don't be married in 18 years and you had some bitter moments, some tough times. Yeah, I told y'all, there's been some, some difficult moments me and Sister Mike have had. I told you about that time we would trap, me and Mike traveled the world together. We went to, when we went to Africa, I told y'all that story. Remember that? I'll tell it again. I like telling this story. <laughs> <laughs> but we, we went to Africa and uh, to uh, the safari. My goodness, and it was beautiful, man. Triple lifetime. We were having such a good time. And me and Mike, we're really good travel partners. I praise God. And it's just a, it's a natural thing. Me and her just have a, a natural friendship that I think just kind of works for us. But anyway, um, we were there, and it, it, that natural friendship weren't working that night. Because <laughs> we got in that, um, you know, sometimes when you travel, anybody married know that? It's sometimes, well, some stuff can come out when you travel sometimes. So anyway, we got into the little uh, hut that we were in, finally made it to our destination and things unpacked and I don't know what we were fussing about that night but I mean it got tense and we were fussing so finally I got out there I uh, walked out of the little hut and uh, came on outside it was pitch black and I was like I'm about to just take a walk what a girl getting on my nerves all this bitterness in my heart I walked out of there all of a sudden I heard <laughs> boy that was the quickest argument that ever got solved in all of my 18 years of marriage. We're going to work this out tonight. Amen. <laughs> Amen. Somebody give God praise for that. God got away. <laughs> bring your tail on back home. Now you go, you out there, wherever you went off to, running off. Amen. Let it, somebody ought to know, you go, don't stay in the house. Amen. There's a word right there. I could have preached the whole sermon on that. Stay in the house. Amen. Some of y'all getting mad at folk in the church, and then you go out in the world. Amen. And you get your behind whooped. 
Hey man, go out, you jump ship. You know, it's a lot easier to deal with some of these folks in here. I mean, what in this? Have y'all heard this mess is going on today? I mean, everybody got some problem with church folk, church folk, church folk, church folk. Everybody got church hurt and talking about church folk. Don't you know people, folk of folk everywhere you go. Come on, on your job, everywhere, amen. And you don't just jump ship so easy. I've been in this church for quite some time now, and I can't tell you. I remember, I, I've testified this before. I remember there was one time, Lord have mercy, when I was at Agape Apostolic, the church that will love you to life, amen. Amen. I know y'all tooting that horn, got it on the kiosk out there, but this time, I didn't feel that love to life, amen. <laughs> I was up in the choir, and somebody had said something to me. This has been a long time ago before I was even married, so that tells you how long it's been ago. But somebody did something to me, and I promise you, at that particular moment, I felt like taking that, I was in the choir. I felt like unzipping that choir robe, taking it off, setting that choir robe down. This is how mad I was, and walking right down this center aisle on out that door, and y'all never would see me again at the church that would love you to life. That's how I felt at that particular moment. But look at all the stuff that I would have missed out on had I allowed, got up in my flesh that night and not just forgave. I wouldn't be standing here tonight talking to y'all right now. Wouldn't be married to my wife right now at all. Would have missed out on a whole lot of blessings because I gave in to offense. It's impossible that offense, offense is going to come. Anybody know what I'm talking about? You're going to be offended from time to time with your brothers and sisters in the Lord. Amen. You, none of us in this room that have natural brothers and sisters, amen, could say that we haven't been offended by them. I can't tell you how many fights with my own natural, my God. Boy, me and my brothers, we scrapped. We had at it over some things, amen. And how much more so with our brothers and sisters of the Lord, sometimes we got growing pains. We get into it from time to time, but what do we do? We, forget, we get it right, don't we? Amen. Anybody want to talk about you get it right, amen? Amen. Thank God. I can go up to Brother Jamal. Brother Jamal, I'm sorry. Amen. Amen. And anything always got to be with speaking in tongues and all that. Just a, a, a English, I'm sorry. Go a lot further sometimes. Amen. All right. Um, let, me, let me keep on going here. All right. Um, how did I get off on that? Uh, verse number 20. Husbands, love your... Oh, hey, there we go. That's how I got off on that. All right. Verse 20. More instruction for children. Children, obey your parents in all things, for this is well-pleasing unto the Lord. Amen. Look at this design for the family, instruction for the family. Verse number 21. Come on, this is another one. I'm going to duck on this one. Go ahead. All right. Somebody in here talk on that. Can I hear from maybe a dad in the room? Any fathers that could maybe kind of break this down um, for us? Okay. All right. Elder Mike, thank you for throwing the dog a bone. Appreciate you. <laughs> Go ahead. That's beautiful. I, I think that's beautiful. I think that's appropriate too. How many people would agree? And sometimes it's, it's an order to apologize. I mean, just because somebody's under you, I mean, that's a good example. 
when they see, okay, and when you when you mess up as a dad, or, and then there's times that you will. I mean, I mean, there's going to be times that we are in error as a parent, an elder, a teacher, a preacher, whatever it is, as just a friend, as a husband. And it's, it's appropriate for us to say, you know what, that, I, I didn't do that right. I, I, I messed up then. I'm sorry about that. I'm going to try to do that better next time, you know. And y'all patch stuff up. Why? Because families got to stick together, y'all. Church families got to stick together. Your family's got to stick together. Amen. I, I don't care what's going on. I know so, there's some things that, um, you know, there's times that people go through uh, uh, breakdowns within the family. But I love, you know, there's, I've seen people who've gone through divorce. Oh, the, the, the divorce word. But yet those people still know how to get along. Amen. And work together for the kids. Amen. Amen. Anybody know what I'm talking about? Don't leave me hanging on that one either. There's times that I see parents Work together. Amen. We got to get this done. We can't have some breakdown so much so where the kids are suffering and, and mama's, uh, you know, at odds with daddy all the time. We work this thing out. Amen. All right. That's maturity. That's just maturity. All right. Um, I thought I saw somebody's hand raised. Uh, yes, sir. Sometimes you can key something. Most kids, like I, you got a weakness. Mm-hmm. Right. That's good. Very good. Nagging all the time, uh, criticizing all the time. Everybody in the house is walking on pins and needles and on eggshells. I mean, you come home from work. I mean, good grief, and you bring work home with you all the time. I mean, seriously, we we gotta we gotta watch all those things that we do. You know, always uh, angry all the time. Come on, brothers, we gotta we gotta get better than that. Uh, sometimes it's good to notice. You gotta be intentional about noticing the positives. And I I, I picked on the brothers then, but that's for sisters too. You know. And notice the positive. Sometimes you got to be intentional about noticing somebody doing something good, whether it's your wife, your husband, or your child, all right? Um, there's, there's something I started to do that really helped me out as an educator. Um, it, it was called four to one. Somebody taught me that a, lot, a, a while ago, and I really put it into practice in my own classroom, and it really, I mean, it really, really worked uh, so much so where I was like just dumbfounded. You know, you go through a lot of workshops and people just talking about stuff and you're like, oh Lord, here go another pointless workshop that could have been a well-worded email. Amen. <laughs> but this time I really took this to heart and it's called four to one. For every one thing that you say that would be negative or would be critical, try to find four, four good things to say, you know? All right, I'll pick on you again, Jamie, since you front row. All right, Jamie, you know, Boy, why you got your glasses on on the pew? My goodness, your mama paid all kind of money for these glasses. Boy, don't break your glasses. You know, now I say that I get on him, but then I'm like, boy, but I like that shirt, you know? Man, you got them brown eyes. Oh, my Lord, them girls going to be after you. And them shoes are shiny, brother. You know, I got to find one more good thing, man. And you just got to, you know, what got that nice lineup. You know, and so you just build that person up, you know. Find, and if you be more intentional about looking for something good, I guarantee you, you'll get a lot further. You know, I'll come in and I see the kids. Why y'all ain't standing in line? Why y'all? Why y'all can't stop talking? And if I just find one kid, I really like the way he's standing in line. Boy, you next thing you know, hold on. <laughs> I'm telling you all, put that into practice with your wife at home. You know, she getting on your nerves or what it is. You know, whatever. It is. Find something nice to say, baby. You cooked that chili. That chili was off the chain. 
Ooh, that chili was off the chain, you know? And <laughs> Go ahead, Sister Sean. Now that drops the mic, especially, you know, for the girls. And I seriously, you know, dad, you want you riding, you riding her real tough and, you know, always being critical of her. And then she go to school and, and uh, some brother is really pouring them compliments on thick and he ain't about the right. He's just after one thing. You better watch that. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Sister Sean, for that feedback. That's excellent. All right. Uh, let's stay on track here. Um, OK, uh, there ought to be, so notice the positives, and there ought to be, I'm telling you, there ought to be some love, love in the family, love in the family. Now, I couldn't talk about love without going there tonight. Um, go, let's go to 1 Corinthians chapter number 13. I got to hit that tonight. 1 Corinthians 13. All right, and verse number one, we're going to be here for a while, so go ahead and turn there. Don't let her do all the work. We might as well just go ahead and turn there. 1 Corinthians 13 and 1. Amen. Your family might have structure. Your family might have order. Your family might have discipline. You might have the Sunday clothes all laid out by 8 p.m. on Saturday night. Amen. And you, I, you might have Monday through Friday's clothes ironed out, homework done, permission slips signed, and all those things. But if your family don't have love, you know, come on. You got to have more than just structure and discipline and those things. There got to be some love in that house somewhere. Baby girl or baby boy got to know that you love them. Amen? That you love them. This isn't just, you know, boot camp that you're running here. Love makes a difference. And we can hear this even in the scripture. Amen? He said it a little bit differently, but I think my point will get across a little bit better. Let's go ahead and read. Though, in verse number one, though I speak with the tongues of men and of angels and have not charity, If I don't have love, it don't matter if I'm speaking in tongues of men or if I'm speaking in heavenly languages. Amen. All you are is somebody outside beating a bunch of pots and pans, just a bunch of noise. That's all it will amount to if you don't have love. Love makes the difference. Love will hold your family together. Amen. Uh, verse number two, a word for the families on tonight. Verse number two. You just real deep prophesy. I understand all mysteries. Ooh, I'm in Daniel 70 weeks. I got revelation down pat. I mean, I can write a book about it. I'm up there with Urban Baxter. I'm just going to write. I got all knowledge. And though I have all faith so that I can remove a mountain. But if I don't have what? You don't got love? You are nothing. Nothing. Nothing at all. All right? Verse number three. And though... I bestow all my goods to feed the poor. Y'all hear that? Some people will give their shirt, their shirt off the back to somebody, but you don't, you don't love them at all. Amen. You can't buy love at all. Go ahead and read. All right, let's break these scriptures down. Verse 4 through 70. Love or charity, what does it do? And this is agape love. This is a different. Now, you know, I don't have to go into all the Greek and things, but agape love is a little bit different. Agape love is a little bit more than just a feeling. I, I want you all to catch that. Real, real talk. Wake up. Wake up. Wake up. Come on. All right. Yeah, I gotta, don't, if you don't listen to nothing else, agape love is more than just a feeling. Sometimes you ain't going to always feel it. All right. But we can still, by choice, it's my will. I, I will myself to still treat you right, even when I'm not necessarily feeling it. Yeah. All right? Because you always go by feelings. 
that ain't going to be enough. You ain't going to always be head over heels for so-and-so, but I can still treat you right, all right? And I can still do better. I can still strive, all right? Uh, what does it say? Charity, where we first four, suffereth long and is kind. Charity envieth not. Charity vaunteth not itself, is not puffed up. We need a translation on that. Let's really break that down on tonight. Would anybody like to read that? Sister Sean, I don't know Brother Armand had one. When you have it, just go ahead and read it, whoever gets it first, please. Yes, please. Love is patient and kind. Ooh, love is patient. Let's just stop right there. Love is patient. Ooh, how many times have we been so guilty of just not of being impatient with each other? Impatient with people in our own house sometimes, all right? What else? Love is not jealous or boastful or proud or rude. It does not demand its own way. It is not irritable, and mm. it keeps no record of being wrong. That was just verse 4? Yeah. Wow. So it's not... I, okay, four, that's fine. 4 and 5. All right, but that's good. That word irritable just kind of stood out to me. You know, sometimes we just so ir easily irritated, you know. Uh, I mean, I don't, I don't know how many morning people are here in the room. Morning people. I feel like I'm a morning person. Mike ain't a morning person. <laughs> that girl, I don't fool with her before noon. <laughs> I love you, baby. All right, all right. But it's certain people, you know, and listen, you, so everybody ain't no morning person. You know, there's sometimes, woo, we can be really irritated. You know, and the, my thing about it is at night, Mike, don't play with me at night. After about them wee hours, you know, when it get real, 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 real late, if I get super tired, I know, I don't know what it is about me. All of a sudden, I just switch, boom, I turn into a different, I got to apologize in the morning. Sorry, baby. <laughs> because, you know, when I, you don't, don't fool with me when I'm half asleep. You know, Mike done came in there before playing little games. Boy, she catch some heat. <laughs> hey, man, Lord, save me because everybody else don't know what I'm talking about. All right. Anyway, I'm telling too much of my business. All right, moving on. Forget that. Take that out of the tape. All right. <laughs> All right, let's get back on track. Enough about me, more about y'all. Uh, verse number five. Uh, Doth not behave itself unseemly. All right? Unseemly. Lord Jesus, Jesus, Lord, this is tearing me up. Seeketh not her own, is not easily provoked, thinketh no evil. Come on, verse six. Rejoiceth not in iniquity. What does that mean? But rejoices in truth. Somebody break that down. What does it mean to rejoice not in iniquity? To me, I'm a, my, little hat, my little unstudied part of this would be, you know, I'm not really glad when you're doing bad. That's right. Is that right? Rejoicing in iniquity. Oh, I see you doing bad. Oh, she messed up. Yes. Hello. Great. You know, you're cheering when you see somebody fall. That's not a good thing. Verse number seven, what does it say? Beareth all things. Believeth all things hopeth all things, endureth all things. All right, can Sister Sean or Brother Armand, uh, one translation on verse number seven, please. All right, Sister Bars, one of y'all, don't y'all have it? Sister Bars, go ahead. That's good. Always looking for the best. I like that. I like that translation. Anybody else have one? Brother Armand? Uh, love never gives up. Mm. It never loses faith. It's always hopeful and endures all things. Mm. Yeah. Mm. All right. That's good. Amen. You were saying the same thing, Sister Alexis? Go ahead. Yes, ma'am. It always protects, always trusts, always hopes, always preserves. 
Ooh, that's really good. All right. And so that's, this is agape love. And again, agape love is more than just a feeling. It involves faithfulness. It involves a word um, that a lot of us, you know, especially young brothers, we run from sometimes commitment. Everybody say that out loud. Commitment. 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 Amen. Um, that's what this involves. It, when you love somebody, there's a, there's a commitment that's there. All right. Um, there's a commitment that won't allow a mother to give up on her child. Real talk. There should be a commitment. Let's go to, um, I think this is Isaiah somewhere. I didn't, I didn't write down the scripture, but it says, can a woman forget her sucking child that she should ha- not have compassion on the son of her womb? Amen. I talked about that. That's just kind of, there's something inordinate about that. All right. Uh, love is, there's a commitment that a mother should have towards her children. There's commitment that a father ought to have to that prodigal son. Amen. That caused him to come and to fall on him and to kiss his neck when he saw him coming home. He was glad to see him. You didn't stop being my child just because you walked up out of here and that you spent your money up on riotous living. I still loved you. Anybody thankful that God still loved us? Amen. And everybody and we ain't been saved all of our lives, haven't always, even since salvation, haven't always made the right choices and always made the right decisions. Amen. Not all of us have left the church that have backslid. Some of us have sat on the purple pews in a backslidden condition. But thanks be to God that we finally got a little knucklehead together that he came and said, come on back, son, and received us. Amen. Fell on us and was glad to have us back. Amen. Thank God that he left the 99 for the one. Praise God, I was the one. Anybody else out there glad that he saved us? Amen, amen. Thank God for salvation. Amen. You come on in, brother, and, and have a seat with us and enjoy the Bible class on tonight. We're glad to have you here tonight. Amen. Praise the Lord and welcome. Amen. Elder White, yes, sir. You know, that takes me back to when my daughter was really young. Sometimes God will give you what you want to let you know that's like the prodigal son. He thought that's really what I wanted. But she came to herself and realized this, this is not what I'm supposed to be doing. Mm-hmm. But sometimes, like you said, if you uh, go over and over and over with your children with somebody, you know, just, just let them experience for themselves. Mm-hmm. You know? And I think that's what that was. Mm-hmm. You know what? And it ain't nothing like when the Lord whoop you behind with the very thing. That you want it. <laughs> yeah, boy, everybody got one of them type of whoopings. The very thing that you wanted. Amen. The Lord decided just to kind of allow that thing to have its way with you. And next thing you know, you wish you had never seen it, didn't want it at all. Amen. Amen. They got a handle, I believe. Amen. All right. Uh, let's just pray right real quick. Lord, in Jesus' name. Lord, you know. Father, you know every person that walks through these doors. You know them by name. Lord God, Father, I thank you for these doors are open. For souls to come in, Lord, I'm just asking you to touch that mind, touch that heart, touch that person, touch that individual. Lord, even give those brothers that went out there the wisdom as they interact with them, Lord God. I pray, God, that you would guide them and lead them, Lord God. Lead that soul to salvation, Lord Jesus. Regardless, Lord God, of what what might be on his mind, bring him into you. We thank you that you love everybody, Lord. Thank you for this church, Lord God. 
And this place, Lord God, is a house that's open for souls, Lord God. A soul-saving station, a hospital where somebody can come wandering in to find you, Lord God. Let me find you in the name of Jesus. Amen, 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 amen. Thank you, Jesus. Let's give God praise right there on that. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. That's, that's what love, I mean, seriously, that's what love look like. Everybody ain't going to always, you know, look the part. That's right. Everybody ain't going to always be, you know, who, you know. Um, but what does the scripture talk about in, in James? What does it say? You know, we give respect to persons sometimes, you know. Uh, I don't, and I'm going to be really careful what I say. Uh, you know, there's a little brother that was here on, um, amen, on Sunday night. You know, and I just, your little brother was just shouting. <laughs> you know, and I, I, it was, I mean, he was getting his praise on. I mean, I saw him Sunday morning, then he came back on Sunday night getting his praise on and things. And, you know, I just, then I saw some of the, some of the young people, you know, it was humorous. You know, and I, I wasn't mad at them. I ain't come to beat nobody up for laughing at them. But yet that's still a soul, you know. Listen, that's still a soul. And I thank God that, you know, the Lord began to tug on my heart just to come up there and just to uh, be, be able to ask him if he wanted to be baptized and to talk about salvation. That brother submitted to water baptism in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. I was at the altar with him. I mean, and seriously, that brother had a beautiful prayer. Um, and so thank God for those, those people. Amen. Thank God that this place isn't just agape by name, amen, but we ought to be agape indeed, amen? We can't just be on the kiosk advertising. That's false advertising. Don't y'all hate that? Spam, you know? <laughs> Don't you hate, you know, all that kind of stuff? That's a scam. Don't let this church be a scam. This is the church that love you to life. You pull up in here and y'all mean as a junkyard dog, mean as a snake, amen? Looking all crazy when somebody come in this place and they don't look like you, amen? They're not... Uh, apostolic in the way that they look, amen. They don't have a, 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 a skirt that sweeps the floor. They haven't been, everybody ain't churched. Everybody hasn't been taught, amen. Thank you, you know. So we got to be love in action. We got to be patient with people, amen. There's a way to talk to people, amen. A lot of times, especially when people, you know, are struggling on the battlefield of the mind, and there's a whole lot of that that's out there today, amen. I, I learned that, you know, and I, I learned that, especially when we were doing our ministry uh, to downtown. I'm just speaking out the cuff right now, but listen, um, I, I did not know that. You know, there was a, uh, for years, you know, you hear see people, um, and I'm not referring to anybody that's been here today, but anyway, I, you see people outside that are holding up cardboard signs, and what's the first thing you think? Oh, lazy. But have you ever stopped to think that that person might have something going on, amen, in their mind, some type of, be struggling with mental illness of some type? I'm talking about real problems, amen? And then nobody knows. Mama didn't know what to do with that person. Daddy didn't know what to do. They couldn't hold down a job because of this. I mean, it's, some people's schools couldn't keep them in. You know, there's a whole lot of people, what I'm saying, that need Jesus. whole lot of folks that need love. whole lot of people that we don't always know what to do with. We just got to pray for. I mean, ask the Lord to lead us and guide us every step of the way. But thank God. For those of us in this church that got that spirit, amen, the Lord can bless you, amen, when you have that, amen. All right, now that I got way off track. All right, um, talking to the families. All right, let's go here. Um, there's, so I was talking about love and commitment, all right? There's even commitments between friends, commitments between brothers and sisters. What does it say? A friend, Proverbs 17 and 17, real quick. A friend loves it at all times, and a brother is born for what? Good times. Adversity, amen, amen. Somebody, you know what? Uh, folk on your job ain't gonna be there all the time. But some of you all that really invested in your job, let me just say this, and there's nothing wrong with that. I think you ought to do a good job on your job. But let me tell you this. But let you put your little notice in. 
They won't even let you get your, your, your desk packed up before they got somebody else in there to replace you. You done had blood, sweat, and tears on that job, and you've been on there for 20, 30 years. I have somebody in there that can work circles around you, and they pay you $20,000 less and will fill and occupy your seat. Amen? So what I'm telling you is the people that's going to be gathered around, amen, are going to be your family. Let you get sick. You ain't going to see. You might get one little card and one little cheap flower from your job, and they're going to move on after a couple weeks. But those that are going to stick it out with you are going to be your family. Make sure that you don't uh, treat your family like dirt and treat everybody on job like gold. I got one. Amen. All right. Treat your family right. Amen. This is a word for the families. Ephesians 5 and 22. The institution of marriage is likened to Christ and the church. Let's read about this. Ephesians 5 and 22. There's a lot of word for the families. Amen. I want to hurry up and get through this. Uh, and then I've got a couple other things I want to get to. All right. Uh, Ephesians 5 and 22. I'm going to go ahead and hasten. Uh, wives, submit yourselves unto your own husbands as unto the Lord. All right. For the husband is the head of the wife. This is by the Lord's design. I didn't, this is, don't get mad at me. Get mad at the word. Even as Christ is the head of the church and he is the savior of the body. Therefore, as the church is subject unto Christ, so let the wives... Be to their own husbands in everything. All right? So that's a word for the wives. All right? Think about that for a minute. The word for the wives. Those that want to be future wives. Amen? Put this in your back pocket. You'll need it one day. Amen? Listen for the word of the Lord. Verse number 25. Husbands, love your wives even as Christ also loved the church and he gave himself for it. That he might sanctify and cleanse it with the washing of water by the word. That he might present it to himself a glorious church. Not having spot or wrinkle or any such thing, but that it should be holy and without blemish. Amen. Verse 28, this is the kicker. Verse 28, go ahead and read. So all men to love their wives as their own bodies. He that loveth his wife loveth himself. Verse 29. Now, I ain't never seen no brother walking around in his right mind knocking him on self upside the head. You know, I ain't ever seen, you know, how'd you get that black eye? Well, I got mad at myself. I just, boy, I was frustrated with myself, and so I just punched my own self in the eye. And why your woman in here walking in with a black eye? If you don't do that to yourself, don't do that to your woman. That's right. That's right. That's right. Amen. 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 There's a way that we ought to, and, and listen, in, in abuse, I want to say this. Listen, abuse is not always physical. Real talk. Some of us have been so abusive with our words. Boy, if we can see what she looked like on the inside after you got done with her. Amen. We got to watch what we say, how we treat each other. Amen. Just because somebody don't walk in here looking all beat up doesn't mean that they're not just emotionally experiencing emotional abuse. That can be a real thing for people. Amen. Uh, what's that? Uh, the saying, old saying, sticks and stone may break my bones, but words can never hurt me. That's a lie. It just ain't true. It's not true. Words hurt. Some of us, we've been, we're reacting and carrying words that somebody, we're still living under, the, under that influence of some spoken word that somebody spoke over our lives. I mean, you weren't good enough. You're smart. If you, every time you look at yourself in the mirror, you see yourself through the lens of that abuse. And it, and it can take you years, amen, to unpeel that, to peel back the layers, to find out, amen, why am I like this? Why am I so, you know, some people, you never know what they went through in their lives. And there's a lot of layers uh, to different things. So we want to make sure that we don't play a part in the, in the enemy's plan, amen? 
Amen. The, the, the devil wants to do what? To steal, to kill, and to what? And destroy. You want to make sure that you are not his puppet in your own family. My goodness. That ought to be the people you building up. All right. Let's keep going here. Verse number 28. So out men love their wives. All right. For no man. All right. We already read this. Verse number 30. For we are members of his body, of his flesh, and of his bones. For this cause shall a man leave his father and mother, and shall be joined to his wife, and the two shall be one flesh. Praise God. The two shall be one flesh. This institution of marriage between a husband and wife is something that God ordained. Amen? How many people would agree? Can I get a man, uh, amen for that? Amen. Now, a lot of times in society today, that's going to get frowned on, but regardless of what society tries to evolve into, the institution of marriage between a husband and a wife, this is what God has ordained. Thank God. Amen. All right. And, we, and let's not ever deviate from that. We know that. Amen. And I, I don't care how, you know, in, in certain communities, I mean, there's such a, a lack of that that you see. You know, uh, wow. I mean, I can't tell you how many young people that I see this, that are being brought up in, in single-parent homes and uh, in broken homes and things. That's just commonplace today. Amen? But yet, still, the institution of marriage between a man and wife is what God has intended. Amen? Praise the Lord for that. Now, however, unfortunately, in this world that we live in, all right, uh, there's times that it don't work out that way. Can we keep it real for a minute? It don't always look like that. You know, there's, there's, there's strong, if you come from a strong two-parent family where both mom and dad are saved and investing in you, praise God for that. I mean, you ought to be thankful for that every single day. Amen? But there are families within the church that don't look like that. There's some more, you know, families that are just fragile. You know, some fought of their own, some no fault of their own. People go through things. People go through loss. Sometimes, you know, who knows? Dad walks out. Mom walks out. All right? There are uh, people who were born and, and to, uh, uh, to single parents yeah. prior to salvation, some after salvation. People have failures and, you know, things happen in people's lives. And so we see there are more fragile families that are numbered among us. Am I talking to real people today living in 2022? All right. So what is the church's response to these families? Amen. There's a response. The church got to rally around and we got to support each other. Amen. There's times that, you know, people go through things. We go through loss and different things. So what does the church do? How many people in here have ever received a little scaffold of support from your own church? Anybody gone through something in your family before and the church has rallied around you to support you? Praise God that our church family sticks together. Praise God for agape. Amen. We got to stick together. All right. You ever thought about why we call each other brothers and sisters? Put up um, real quickly First uh, uh, Timothy 5 and 1, please. You ever thought about that? We call each other brothers and sisters. Some of y'all was uh, brought up in just uh, one kid, just one child in the home. That was you. Just, a, just didn't have no siblings. And yet you got a whole lot of brothers and sisters in the Lord. Praise God for that. You ought to be glad about it. Rebuke not an elder, but entreat him as what? And the younger man is who? And the elder women as? Now, y'all just thought y'all called Mother Jenkins because just Mother Jenkins. Amen. The scripture's telling us this, to entreat them this way. And the younger sisters, younger as sisters with all purity. Amen. So this is the family that the Lord has given us. Thank God for that. Look at the beautiful uh, scriptures and examples that we can draw from of community. All right, let's go to Acts 2 and 44. <clears throat> 
Look how these people acted. People stuck together. The early church, they were in a lot of pressure. And they stuck together in tough times. I'm hoping that we stick together and rally around people during tough times. You never know, because it could be you on the other side of that sometimes. You might, hey, listen, you might got it going on right now, and you might be on the other side one day and need somebody to stick by you in a difficult moment. There's been a whole lot of times over these years I've been at Agape that you all, oh my goodness, had it not been for my church family. Amen. I, you know, seriously, the encouragement that I've gotten from this place and from my brothers and sisters in the Lord has been second to none. I praise God for that. All right. And all that believed were together and had all things, what? And sold their possessions and goods and parted them to all men and every man had need, as every man had need. And they continually daily with one accord, they stuck together in the temple and breaking bread from house to house did eat their meat with gladness and what? Praising God. Don't y'all lose your praise. Verse 47. Sometimes we need that praise. Anybody know what I'm talking about coming to this place? I'm down. Praising God and having favor with all the people. And the Lord added to the church daily. All kinds of people probably. Amen. Such as should be saved. Let's go to Acts 16 and 14. The church stuck together. Amen. Um, I can remember, well, I can't remember this, but I can remember hearing about times um, where churches had conventions and things, and people, they would stay with the saints in saints' houses. Anybody old enough to remember those? I mean, I, I don't go. I mean, it's been hotels for me. I ain't had to stay over nobody's house, but I heard about that. People would gather for conventions, and they would, you know, stay with, stay with different saints. All right, saints would stick together. Acts 16 and 14, and a certain woman named Lydia a seller of purple, of the city of Thyatira, which worshiped God, heard us, whose heart the Lord opened, that she attended unto the things which were spoken of Paul. Verse 15, you read. All right, come on into my house. All right, hospitality. Thank God. For us being hospitable. Verse 40, go down there. And they went out of the prison and entered to the house of Lydia. And when they had seen the brethren, they comforted them and departed. Amen. Sticking together. Amen. The church family ought to stick together. All right. Uh, we can read on um, just for the sake of time. Philippians 4 and 10. You don't have to pull that up. But the Philippians, they cared for Paul. Paul had, you know, he said, I know how to, do, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. I know how to be a base and how to abound. I can do all things through Christ. But if you read the, the gist of that and read that in context, he's talking about how the church of Philippi communicated with him. Amen. They sent, uh, you know, gifts to him. They helped him in his time of need. Talking about a church family that's sticking together. We got to do that. I'm telling you. Amen. I mean, there's times in churches we go through things, different families within the church uh, goes through things, and we ought to stick together and come united. We ought to be a united force that, can, that can't be reckoned with. And when the enemy attacks one of you all, I thank God, Brother Kenny, if you get in trouble, this church coming for you, boy, we got your back. Amen. Y'all ain't cheer. We ain't got no cheering section out there. Brother Brandon, amen. Coming on over here, amen. Glad to see you. Praise the Lord. We got your back. Sister Renee, we love you. Amen. Sister Debbie, you know I got you. Amen. Thank God, Sister Christine, all you all. Elder Mike, amen. We got you. We got you. We got you. Bars, y'all go way back. You know we love you. We got you. Come on, let's hear it for the bars. <laughs> Sister Deborah Enoch, sitting there, second, third row back. We love you, sis. 
Amen. Sister Joy. Amen. We love you, sis. Amen. Mother, uh, uh, Sister Priscilla. Amen. Mother, Sister Priscilla. <laughs> we love you, sis. We got your back. Amen. Sometimes she'd be coming in here don't want my help. Right? I got this. She'd be coming in here and, and get me out of the way. She got it. But I got your back if you ever do need my help. Amen. And we, I hope you would have mine. Praise God. All right. Um, bear ye one another's burdens. Galatians 6 and 2. And so fulfill the law of Christ. Bear ye one another's burdens. Amen. James 1.27. All you religious people in the room. You want some pure religion? Anybody want pure religion? Let's see how the word of God defines pure religion. James 1.27. Go ahead. Y'all read this. What is it, y'all? To do what? And to keep himself unspotted from the world, to visit the fatherless and the widows in their affliction. This is what we ought to do. Should you ever go through things, ooh, agape ought to come together and have your back. Amen? Come on, let's give God praise. Thank God for that. Thank God for this institution of church. Amen? Don't you get out here all by yourself going through things. Sometimes, you know, listen, you know, we want to be all isolated and everything. Get out. Get out. Get yourself out of that. You know, what, who does the enemy always, you, you watch enough nature shows. <laughs> Y'all seen that? Which one of the little uh, uh, llamas or uh, what do you call those animals in Africa? The ones that, gazelles, thank you. Be running all around. Which one always get eight? One sitting over there way over there by himself. Why you ain't with everybody else? Why you got to go to the grass all the way over there? You just setting yourself up. You, little do you know that leopard been stalking you for about three, four hours now, just slowly creeping up on you, and here you go. You gonna, don't get eight sitting over there in that section by yourself. I'm just picking up. <laughs> I wasn't even coming for you. I just now noticed you was over there by yourself. It's all good. I'm not. <laughs> Y'all know what I'm saying. Amen. Praise the Lord. We love you, sis. Amen. <laughs> all right. But anyway, listen. Sometimes we want to get all by ourselves. We go through things. You know how we are. I want to be just left alone. Let somebody share your grief. Let somebody share your pain. Let somebody share your load. Don't bear that all by yourself. Let somebody encourage you. How many got encouragement from the house of the Lord? Amen. Come to church. Come to church. Come to church. This is where your help is. Amen. Let's give God praise. Amen. Um, okay. Um, Let's see here. Now, the scripture does tell us 1 Timothy 5 and 5, uh, or 5 and 3, it talks about, you know, widows. But if any widow have children or nephews, let them learn first to show uh, piety at home. Amen. All right. Now, that would be just like my mother. My mother is a widow. I can't throw my mouth on y'all. But, you know, mama need her snow shovel. It's snow. I got to go shovel mama's snow. I can't be like, you know, well, agape. Two nine three one nine seven two. You shovel my mama snow because I don't feel like going over there right now. Mama's a widow. You know, no, you don't do that. We take care of the family, family first. Amen. I'm gonna take care of mama. Now, if I wasn't able to get to her, I would just say, say, for instance, I got sick or something happened to me. I sure would appreciate you all going to see about my mother. Amen. But I'm not going to shove off on you something that I should be doing. Look how detailed the scripture is. I mean, the scripture is really giving us some instruction for every family, whatever position that you find yourself in. Amen. Um, almost done. All right. First John chapter number three. Here we go. In verse 15. Uh, ooh, 
My God, whosoever hateth his brother is a murderer, and you know that no murderer hath eternal life abiding in him. All right, hereby, go ahead, verse 16, perceive we the love of God, because he laid down his life for us, and we ought to lay down our lives for the brother. We ought to be there for each other. All right, I think this is verse number 17. Go ahead. All right, let's stop right there. Uh, verse 17, somebody real quickly as we go home. I got about two minutes for you to break that down. Preach it. Somebody preach it real good. Boy, I wish I had cue the organ. <laughs> preach that verse for me. Just kind of elaborate on it. Oh, we got the good elder. Elder White, you've been helping me out all night long. I appreciate you. Ain't left me hanging up here. Go ahead. Well, to me, bagging and sin is two different things. Well, I'm sorry. I, didn't, I missed it. To me, bagging and sin is two different things. Okay, somebody help. Somebody add more to that than that. That was good, but at you. Going a little bit further than that. All right. Anybody else got a thought about this verse? What's this verse saying? But whoso hath this world's good and seeth his brother have need and shutteth up his bowels of compassion from him, how dwelleth the love of God um, in him? All right. We're going to pass the mic on tonight. All right. Sister Sean. No, I'm going to get Sister Sandra over here because you hooked me up with it. You dropped the mic already with that first comment. It was awesome. Sister um, Sandra. I'm going to pray for you, sis. God bless you. God bless. I'm going to pray for you. You know, you need some groceries, but I'm going to pray for you. And I got, a mo- I got a pocket full of money right now, you know, plus food stamps. <laughs> you know, and I'm like, but I'm going to pray for you as you go hungry. Is just praying enough when it's in your power to do? No. Amen. You, you, amen. Go, I'm sorry. I'm just taking your whole comment. Go ahead. Right. If it's in your power to do it for somebody else and all you sit up there and just say is I'm going to pray for you, that's not enough. Amen. We have to, you know, it has to put some action. Faith without works is what? Is dead. Amen. And James even talks about that as well. Well, this has been instruction for the family, wherever that you find yourself in your family, whether you're a wife, a husband, a child, uh, whether or not you are a grandparent, whoever you are. And even if you however you fit within this church, you're all part of this family. Amen. The Agape Church family. This has been a word tonight for all the families on tonight. Let's put our hands together for the word of the Lord. Amen. Hey, I hope that I hope that helps somebody. Real talk. I do. I do. Amen. I'm not just standing up here just trying to get, you know, an applause. But really, if you can go home and just live a little bit better because of something I said tonight, that would be enough in itself. Amen. We're going to ask the officials to come. Everybody, we can go ahead and stand for this evening's offering.